Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Cooking is a New Healthy. This is a podcast about how we cook, how we eat, and how we show up in our real lives. I'm interviewing other creatives and entrepreneurs about how they do that in their lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, health coach, and mama. I'm also the founder of Cook and Shop Online Cooking School. You can find me at Chef Carla underscore C on Instagram and more information in today's show notes. Today's guest is Kendra Fitzgerald. And she is a friend of mine. I think we met in real life for the first time, Kendra, did we? We did. We were friends on Instagram first before we were <laughs> friends in real life. <laughs> I can't even remember my mom of brain. But Kendra, I'm so grateful to have you here. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself, what you do in the world, how you serve people. I mean, I could go on and on about you because I just adore you, so I'm going to let you speak. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, My name is Kendra Fitzgerald. I am the co-founder of Devoted Mamas. I run the company with my sister, Nicole, and we are prenatal and postpartum corrective exercise specialists, yoga teachers, and my sister is a trauma-informed yoga teacher, and she specializes in Ayurveda. And we bring these two sides of our work together. Um, we joined forces back in 2017. We were kind of doing our own thing and we joined our forces together. Um, she focuses more on prenatal. I focus more on postpartum, so we're a great team. But our goal is um, the way we envision the world, is the way I like to talk about our company, is we envision a world where every mother feels capable and empowered to step up to the next version of herself as a mom, physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. And we support mothers from pregnancy through birth and into postpartum with corrective exercise, trauma-informed yoga, and some of the aspects of Ayurveda. And really what brought us to this work was we are both moms ourselves. I have two children, uh, almost three-year-old and a six-year-old. And she has a, let me see if I get this right, seven-year-old and an (laughs) 11-year-old. So she was definitely my guide when I was going through the whole prenatal postpartum um, transition. And we've both taken our own experiences and a lot of the training that we've had, and we've had so many years of training, and applied it to helping other mothers through this really important transition from um, women to mothers, women who are mothers. (laughs) And, you know, in pregnancy, taking it from there, you know, women are traumatized in birth, and the rates of Depression, anxiety, and fear-based decision-making in this country are among the worst and highest in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's really something that the overarching issue that we want to address is helping moms come to their motherhood without trauma and getting to a place where they feel happy in their motherhood. So while we teach about healing diastasis with movement and pelvic floor, and we teach prenatal yoga and how to train your core during pregnancy, you know, strengthening the pelvic floor and core and postpartum and dissolving fear about birth, our why is so much bigger because we truly believe that when one mother in a community takes charge of her pregnancy through postpartum experience, she energetically transforms the possibility of it for every other mother she meets and for her daughters and nieces and friends and grandchildren. And all of them can benefit from the work that she does for herself. It is so powerful. And so one mother's soulful journey creates a blueprint for others, almost like a genetic code. And, you know, we're seeing how much things get passed down through generations. 
So this is really powerful work. Knowing that the work you do on yourself today can transform the world of your children is incredibly motivating. So like I said, like we, we you know, focus a lot on the movement and, and that kind of aspect, but there is such a, there is a huge picture um, above and beyond just that of what we're doing when we're moving our bodies. So incredible. I love listening to you speak and I love, I've actually been in your classes, like physically in your classes. And it's truly incredible to see how people can shift even just in one little class, like one little, like, you know, 45 minutes of your life, how, how that can change things for a person. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the intention and awareness behind the way we approach our lives, not just in terms of like being present every moment of your life, but even just paying attention to the little things in your life of how you're moving, how you're using your body. And that energetically transforms your brain, (laughs) you know, and it's just such a powerful practice to, you know, I, I teach what would be considered exercise classes, but the impact can be so much greater. A hundred percent. We could talk about this all day. Yeah, (laughs) we could. (laughs) And we have over lunch. (laughs) And I could talk about it all day too. (laughs) So incredible. I want to get into some food questions for you because I'm fascinated and I really want to know about this. So what was your last meal? My last meal, I had to really think about this one. (laughs) I'm like, I'm kind of a grazer. I kind of pick all day a little bit. And then, you know, I try to make sure I have substantial meals and then I kind of graze a little bit more. Um, My last meal was for lunch. I had a green salad with chickpeas and balsamic vinegar dressing and some nooch, which if you don't know what nooch is, do you know what nooch is? No. Nutritional yeast. And I actually have to tell you a story about nutritional yeast because when I was a kid, my dad is from Switzerland. Uh, I grew up going there and visiting and my grandmother would make these salads that were unbelievable. And we could never figure out exactly what it was that she put in there. And we, as I got older, I was like, you know, she was teaching us how to make these salads. And there was like this fluffy kind of thing that she would put in the salad and she would pour it on. And it was called levure in French. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then one day I'm in the health food store when I'm like 24 and I'm like looking in the bins of the bulk section and I'm like, wait a minute, that looks like what grandmaman used to put in the salad and it was nutritional yeast. (laughs) She used to put nutritional yeast in our salads. This is like, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, And it just completely transformed a salad. So that uh, like, I love nutritional yeast. I put it on everything. Um, so, but I also have to say your course, uh, more than salad has totally helped me add more nutrition to my salads because I got into a rut of like, you know, just the same things all the time and just got boring. So I was, I'm so grateful for that course that you have. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. I'm going to ask you, so you told me kind of what your typical day looks like in terms of food. What, what does it look like? Like, what does breakfast look like? What does waking up look like? Yeah. So in the mornings, I, um, of course with a three-year-old and a six-year-old, I feed them first. I have my coffee, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I really try to get a good protein-based breakfast, which can be, you know, tofu scramble and a wrap. I try to throw in some like spinach or some kale or something green, 
um, every meal. That's definitely recommendation from you that I've taken to heart. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Like an English muffin with butter and jam or maybe some peanut butter. Um, And then I always pair it with a fruit. And um, that's kind of like a breakfast. Sometimes the kids will really want like a smoothie for breakfast. So then I'll have it too. And I'll just throw everything I can in there from like, you know, frozen fruit and kale and spinach and hemp seeds and chia seeds and whatever I can fit in there that they won't know is in there. (laughs) I throw in um, and they love it. They just suck it right down. It's awesome. Um, And then, you know, sometimes I snack a little bit and have like just some fruit or maybe just like a handful of nuts. Um, And then lunch is usually a salad with protein and, you know, nuts and things on top. And then dinner with the kids, I usually eat what they're eating um, just for simplicity. And uh, it's usually like rice and tofu with stir fry. Teriyaki sauce is one of their favorites and I love it too. And my kids love seaweed. They will eat seaweed until they're blue in the face or green in the face. (laughs) Um, And kale chips. I love making kale chips too. And they will, my three-year-old actually stands over the kale chip bowl and will stick them, like shove them in his mouth as he's eating them. So that makes me happy. I love Um, it. Sprinkle that over some food. But really, you know, I try to, I have my standards that I do every, you know, each week they're kind of the same things. And then sometimes I'll try to break out. My kids don't always eat it, but I end up eating the rest of it. I know it's healthy, so (laughs) at least I get that much. Um, But uh, I try to stop eating after my kids uh, finish eating. I usually eat with my kids and then after that, I don't eat for the rest of the day. And I think in terms of, I get that question, get that question a lot of, you know, how do you manage your, your food intake and that kind of thing? While I am a grazer, it's more about um, quality, quality and quantity. So not so much, but really good quality. Yeah. And then stopping eating at like, you know, seven o'clock at night after they've done, they're done eating and then they don't eat for the rest of the day. Um, and, um, And also, this is something interesting I learned at a retreat a while ago, was about the portion size that you eat. And I think I remember this. It was so simple and so clear that the amount of food we should be eating for each meal is about um, the size of your hands cupped together. Like if you made your, if you were going to scoop up some water and that's the, you know, cupping your hands together, you're going to scoop up some water. That's the amount of food, which is about the size of a small bowl. That's about the amount you should eat in each meal, which when you think of it in that, in that frame, it's like, wow, our bowls are huge. <laughs> oh, especially right? my salad bowl. Yeah. I mean, salad, I think, I mean, salad, I end up eating more than that because it's like salad. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's a really great image to keep in mind because that's about the size of our stomachs. And that's about as much as our stomachs can hold in one sitting. Sounds fascinating. Um, yeah. And then, you know, for, for snacks, I've really gone, uh, my go-to is pliables and acai bowls for my kids instead of ice cream. And I mean, pliables, you go and get them, they can be expensive, but you can make them at home too. So I've been making those at home and we, you know, put different things on them, some different fruits and frozen fruits and chia seeds and coconut crisps and all kinds of stuff. And it's really fun. And they have a great time doing it too. So I'm a big fan of those. I love them too. I love a smoothie bowl at home because I feel like they can quickly become a $16 smoothie bowl. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And you know, the thing is like, I don't feel bad about making these all the time and giving them 
these things for breakfast because they think it's like ice cream because it's sweet and it tastes good and it's cold. Yeah. And they're like, what? We can have pliable for, for breakfast? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's got kale yeah. in it. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to go into this round of the, of the podcast where I ask you three actionable tips for the people listening to this podcast. And I also would love to challenge people to listen to these tips. And if one of those resonates with them for them to tag us on Instagram and I'll put our Instagram handles in the show notes so that they can continue the conversation with us. Awesome. Yeah. And so my three actionable tips, uh, the first one is to recognize that rest is just important as engagement. Um, you know, I think we tend to be very busy people and we keep ourselves busy all the time. And you can look at it from an energetic perspective and you can also look at it from a muscular perspective. I talk about this a lot in my classes of your muscles need to rest as much as they can engage because they can only engage as much as they rest and vice versa. And I think we're the same way. We can only engage as much as we rest and it needs to be an equal balance. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to remember, especially right now, because we are in a really weird time, <laughs> you know, it feels like there is so much to be done, so much to think about and so many places to be engaged, especially if you have kids, you're constantly engaged with your kids. So that amount of rest to equal out that amount of engagement is so, so vitally important and rest doesn't have to be sleeping. It could be. I mean, sleeping is definitely the best way to rest. <laughs> but if you don't have time to rest, it's meditation. It's closing your eyes while you're nursing your baby. It's closing your eyes while you would be commuting to work. Um, it's really diving into what you're doing, focusing on what you're doing, drinking a cup of tea without doing anything else. That is, I find to be a really challenging thing to do, to just drink tea, just to drink tea, not to read a book, not to watch TV, like just to read or just to, you know, drink tea. Um, go for a walk without your headphones in so you can just let your mind wander. That's why we get so many great ideas in the shower because we don't have anything distracting us. We're just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> you can't bring your headphones in there, you know? So you will definitely get a better engagement in terms of engagement with other people, engagement in your life, engagement in your body, engagement in your muscles, if you allow yourself to rest equally. So that's number one. Number two is to look at your everyday patterns of where you can be more aware of um, body positions and the things that you're doing with your body, right? You just sat up straight. <laughs> and, you know, in, in my work, I talk a lot about bringing the awareness of what we do in class with these body movements, the, the things that we do in class and how you react with your body and the things that you find like tightness or places that you tend to compensate or clench and how those can transform or how those can be followed into your everyday life. And um, I often tell my students, I'm with you for an hour a week and there are 168 hours in the week. There's 167 hours that you can pay attention to what you're doing that will have even more effect than the hour that you're with me doing physical, like, you know, specific yeah. work. 
And just the awareness of noticing what your posture is, noticing where your hips are in relationship to your ribs, noticing if you tend to clench your glutes during the day. Moms are definitely (laughs) in general. Yeah. We tend to clench our glutes just like out of stress, you know, and we can walk around all day like that. So, you know, it's something to really be aware of. And once you become aware of it, you'll notice how much you do it. And you'll be like, oh my gosh. Um, I had somebody take a workshop of ours a couple years ago. So the workshop, we do like a postpartum repair workshop where we go through like the effects of postpartum. And she took the workshop and then a year later, she got back in touch with me and she was like, just from that workshop, some of the body awareness positions that we did and noticing what my tendencies are with jutting my chin forward and clenching my jaw, I became much more aware of that. And that in and of itself helped so much with the issues that she was having, just the awareness. Yeah. And um, so I really encourage you know, everybody to look at the patterns. If you need help with that, you can definitely call me. <laughs> I can help you with that, those patterns and kind of pinpoint those patterns. Sometimes they're kind of hard to see, you know, more on that in a second. And then the third one is, um, where is your pelvic floor? And I always get like side eyes when I talk about this. <laughs> I know Carla. Um, but you know, I think Everybody has a pelvic floor. Women yeah. have a pelvic floor. You have a pelvic floor. If, you've, if you haven't have kid, had kids, this applies to you too. If you're a guy, this applies to you too, because we all have pelvic floors. And um, the reason why I like to talk about this is because the pelvic floor is the seat of the foundation of our strength and the foundation of our core. It sits at the bottom of your pelvis and it is such an important muscle. If you don't know what your pelvic floor is doing when you're doing core work, you're not really doing core work. So I advise that you find out where your pelvic floor is. If you don't know where it is, I've got some videos for you (laughs) about how to find it. Um, But being in touch with your pelvic floor will give you an insight into so many things about how you're breathing, how your core works, um, any hip pain or that kind of, you know, stuff that you're feeling. I always start at the pelvic floor because like I said, it's the seat of our strength. Um, I actually have a uh, pelvic floor and core quiz that people can go and take on my website. So you can see exactly, you know, how, how strong your pelvic floor and your core connection is. It's really eye-opening. You get a score and then based on that score, you can get um, input and information on, you know, what to do next, which is really cool. That's so cool. We'll put the link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. People can get it. Yeah. So I think a challenge for you guys to do, um, so do this challenge and then tag us and Carla on the post on Instagram I want you to find an activity that you do every single day, multiple times a day, like walking up and down the stairs, taking bags out of the trunk of the car, picking up your kids, picking up whatever it is. If you're walking up and down the stairs with with laundry, pick one activity that you do every single day and check in with that one activity. See what your form is. See how your, what your tendencies are. So if you tend to lean on one side, if you hold your kids and you're holding them on one side, how many times a day do you do that? If you're um, 
you know, walking up and down the stairs a hundred times a day, are you leaning towards your toes? Or are you putting more weight on your heels? Can you put more weight on your heels and feel it more in your butt? <laughs> right? So over the next five days, I want you to pick an activity that you do every single day, multiple times a day, and see if you can adjust your posture or stand up a little taller, make it an intentional movement and see what happens over the next five days. So mark it in your calendar and then I want you to post your results in five days of paying attention to that one activity. So it's one thing, only have to pick one thing. I love that because I do this, I do this in terms of exercise. I noticed um, that when I'm on like, say the pelot, I have a Peloton and when I'm spinning, I notice where my pelvis is, where my pelvis, like I'm thinking of you while I do this. I'm yes. like, how am I breathing? So it's like that one activity and it's not the entire time that I'm working out because that would just be a lot. Right. Um, but definitely when I sit on the bike, I notice that I'm like, okay, where are my shoulders? Where, where are my hips? Where are my knees right now? Are they bowing out? Because I will say, that before taking your classes, that my knees were definitely out. Mm, yeah. And this is like all the things that people can notice about their postures, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and I love that, especially during workouts and Peloton. I know Peloton is, is huge right now because we're all stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. So even when you're doing your Peloton rides, yeah, like look at your posture and, you know, if you want a really good idea of what your posture is like, have somebody take a picture of you or set up your phone and do a video of yourself, get on your bike or do an activity, the activity that I want you to do every single day, film yourself doing it because you will learn a lot. So fascinating. I love that. And you know what actually we could do is if you guys want to film yourself every single day, do day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and we'll see the difference between day one to day five of those videos and then post them on Instagram and in your stories and tag us with it. Yes. I love that, Kendra. I love that because it's going to, it's definitely going to change um, because you notice how you hold and I know this from working with Kendra for the last couple of years. I notice how I hold my body and it becomes different. And even when she talks, I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to adjust myself. And this not only affects the pelvic floor. I also want to point this out to people. It can affect, and you did mention this like hip, Definitely down my calves. Um, I have plantar fasciitis, which is like almost totally healed, which is incredible. Um, a lot of like pains and aches can all stem from right. What did you call it? The our core, like our core, like that's at the center of our strength. And yeah. when our core is not engaged or our core is not functioning properly, all these other things can kind of like fall out of place, right? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I like to focus on the pelvic floor in so much of my work. And that's always where I start with all of my private clients. I start with the pelvic floor because that is the foundation. Um, and we tend to have a lot of compensation patterns as humans. We are masters of compensation. <laughs> we will find ways for the easiest path of least resistance. And usually that means compensation patterns. So, and oftentimes we compensate for a weak pelvic floor and it can, you know, 
I've seen people with a weak pelvic floor have headaches because of the pelvic floor, which you don't connect the two, but like when you really start digging, it's totally connected. To the pelvic floor. And I think I said it in one of your classes. I'm, and I, I don't know if anybody can identify with this, but I used to muscle through my classes, my hit classes, my spin classes. I used to use other muscles to compensate and have a lot of pain in other areas because of a weak pelvic floor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So by addressing that strong foundation, like you can, you can, not only will you help your body compensate less, but then you'll also end up getting a lot more strength because you have a stronger foundation from which to, to work. So cool. I love this. We could talk for hours about this. I know. (laughs) So amazing. Well, how can we work with you? How can we find you on social? How can we support you? Yeah. So we are Devoted Mamas on Instagram and uh, also Devoted Mamas on Facebook. Our website is uh, devotedmamas.com. That's where you can go to check out the core and pelvic floor quiz. We also have a few freebies for pregnancy too, how to do core work during pregnancy, which I think is a really important thing to know because you can set up for your postpartum in pregnancy. Um, And we are currently in Uh, enrollment phase of our postpartum repair and restore course, which we have actually turned it into a live training. So we're taking our postpartum repair and restore course that focuses on pelvic floor and deep core engagement and, you know, layering on intensity that moms need. And we're turning it into an eight week live training. So it's, you know, weekly lessons, weekly, weekly workouts, live Q and A's every week where you can come in and ask questions of me and my sister. We're both there Um, and uh, personalized feedback. So you can post videos and pictures of your form and we will help you like tweak it in the Facebook group. And there's an awesome community of moms who's joining, which is just so great, but it's really eight weeks of going from kind of feeling frustrated and weak to really strong and reconnected to your deep core to the point where you can start to feel like you can do things that you love to do again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what, where we want to get moms to is from, um, you know, feeling disconnected from your core and pelvic floor into like massive strength. And uh, so we've got that course enrollment is open now and it's, um, closes on August 23rd, this Sunday, and we start the course on the 24th. What's really awesome is that you get lifetime access to the course. So even if you, if at the end of eight weeks, you're like, I want more, you can keep going, (laughs) which is awesome. And if you have more kids or, you know, later on, you need more access to it, you can always come back to it again. That's so cool. And if people are listening to this after that date, what should they do? Yes. So this course will also be available. We're going to reopen the live training on an ongoing basis and there will be a a self-study version as well that you can find on our website. Cool. This is so exciting. Oh, I should also mention we are, we have a YouTube channel also. It's coming soon. (laughs) Devoted Mamas. We're going to start posting a lot of videos and um, workouts and just different things to help you from the pregnancy to postpartum um, you know, transition. And, uh, you know, we hope you'll follow us there too. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Kendra. I'm so grateful you you came on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you. 
All right. If you want to follow Kendra, I'm going to put all of the information in today's show notes. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you feel like this could help a friend, maybe a family member, take a screenshot. Can you send it to them? Can you put this in your stories? We would love for you to share this information because again, the pelvic floor is your center of your strength. And this is not only for mamas, this is for everyone because we all have pelvic floors. And I am so grateful to be able to share this information with people. And if you aren't following me or aren't part of my community, please join me on Instagram at chefcarla underscore C. I'm sending you and yours love. Bye.